0: There's a conversation in this room that only these people at this very moment can have, so find it. Our job is to bring people together so they can tell stories. Our audition rooms are dressing rooms where people can try on their most authentic or alternate versions of themselves. For me, casting is an imagination battle, meaning our creative landscape is dependent on who is given agency to imagine the world. That said, it's important to consider who gets to be the gatekeeper of these imaginations, but also who gets to challenge, confront, question, and enter into considerate and careful conversations about the stories we tell. How do we foster radically inclusive imagination? Equity, diversity, inclusion. I believe we're all aware of how important these terms are, albeit we may have the volume turned down Or perhaps we need more people behind the table who never had to put these words on because some of us were born forced to wrestle the world every single day by having to confront inclusion and equity in order to survive. Personally, I am living in a future that once didn't cast people like me in this seat. In fact, I am living in a present world where there are not many me's. What is the story we are telling? At Arena Stage, our focus is on American artists. We produce and present all that is passionate, exuberant, profound, deep, and dangerous in the American spirit. We explore issues from the past, present, and future that reflect America's diversity and challenges.
1: Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Arena On Air. This is Sky. And this is Brian and the voice you just heard was Victor Vasquez, casting director and line producer at Arena Stage. He was reading an excerpt from a speech he gave recently on equity, diversity, and inclusion in theater. In this episode, we sat down with Victor, along with Signature Theater's resident casting director and artistic coordinator, Kelly Dubois, Studio Theater's associate artistic director Matt Torney, and Jose Carasquillo, director of artistic programming at Ford's Theater. We discuss the important role casting directors play throughout the creative process and the responsibilities of the greater theater community in representing all voices on stage.
2: I'm Jose Carrasquillo. I'm the Director of Artistic Programming at 4th Theater.
3: I'm uh, Matt Torney. I'm the Associate Artistic Director at Studio Theater.
4: I'm Kelly D'Amboise, and I'm the Artistic Associate and
1: Resident Casting Director at Signature Theater.
0: Hi, everyone. My name is Victor Vasquez, and I am the casting director and line producer at Arena Stage.
1: Thank you all for being here. So the first question and topic I have for you is just a general... When you walk into a casting room, what are some things that... Now, every production is going to be different, every casting scenario is going to be different, but are there any sort of universal things that you're looking for when people come into a casting room?
0: You know, it's mm-hmm. interesting, because I, I feel like what really... Um, there's a sense of like ownership and confidence and um, ease that I think is, is, is something that I always look for when somebody walks in, somebody that feels comfortable. But I also know that that is part and parcel to how the room is designed as well. And so as much as I feel like the ownership of the actors to come in with that sense of confidence and ease and comfort and security, it's also my job or our job to make sure that we're making space for them to do that. So that's what I look for.
4: Yeah, Yeah. same. Just a a sense of um, self-awareness and individuality. You know, the more I can get of the person, the better the audition, the better the experience all around. It's hard for people to come in and really try to do all the things, you know, with their nerves. But, you know, I used to be a performer, and I realize now on the other side of the table that, everyone just wants you to be your best self they want you to be fabulous so Mm -hmm. you know i try like victor said to make a very kind of positive and warm environment so that people feel like they can do that they can come in and really be themselves and give you what they got Mm -hmm. you know and that's really what i want to see is who they are as a person
3: yeah what, what i look for is a it's kind of a tricky word in terms of this conversation but the word is authenticity (laughs) i at looking for people that bring a truthfulness to them. And and by that I don't mean that they represent exactly what's on the page, but that they are able to manifest the kind of soul of the moment in a way that kind of stills time or causes that magic thing to happen that we all want to happen in the theatre. And um, in my experience casting, when someone walks into the room and does that, like in a weird, badly lit room with plastic tables and nothing, <laughs> then when you put them up there in theatrical lights, the, the, it just sort of like, 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 like magnifies that. Um, and I know my, my, um, my sort of inner monologue at a lot of uh, casting sessions is, is, is sort of like looking at the technical thing, oh, yeah, they're able to speak, or oh, yeah, they're able to move, or oh, they're very skilled, but it's whenever that voice stops and mm-hmm. just you're present with the, the work of an artist.
2: Yeah, that 's what i 'm looking for uh, yeah i you know i it's very interesting. This is like a combination of different foods on the menu because I have to say that I use many of these things because Forts is committed to casting locally uh, of the last five years ninety five percent of the people on stage have been local artists. I have a relationship with a lot of these folks, so my casting process, and I know some of you, begins much before we get to that room. But I think in terms of the room, again, creating a safe space in which they feel comfortable enough to really... that wall down and the word i add to what the word that matt uses to me is genuine you know i just want to make certain that that heart that humanity is going to serve our place to the best of their ability and my job is to really make certain that that actor gives me the very best they can during that moment as frenetic as it is from their perspective i try to really begin the work before they get there so they know the play, we are talking about it, if they have questions about the character, you know, all of the things to get them there. That's different from just a general call, which is Mm -hmm. a completely different thing, but um, show specific auditions, uh, that's basically what happens.
1: So now we get to sort of the meat and the focus of this particular conversation, and that is diversity and inclusion In casting and across the stages. So Hamilton seemed to push the conversation of representation and casting to the forefront of American theater, though that was certainly not the first time that that had happened. But it was the first time that a major Broadway production had built a principal cast that revolved around diversity. What were your reactions to that production and the subsequent exposure that casting received in the wake of its success? Was greater representation in casting something that you were seeing before Hamilton hit the stage? Did it change the way that you cast or were able to cast productions that you worked on um, after the fact? And did it change the dynamics of a casting room?
2: I, You know, we were having lunch and uh, we were talking specifically about this. Um, for me, you know, I'm Jose from Ford Theatre. Uh, I'm a person of color, so that... As happy as I am that this happened at that level, I that is has been from the get-go how I cast, how I direct the shows that I direct. It just was never a question that I wouldn't go at it from a, a really, you know, a, a core value of being as diverse as I possibly could in terms of the casting. Hamilton did have an impact, and it's, it continues to have an impact, but again, you have to step one step back. It's just that the whole thing was created to accommodate this. So you know. So the question is, when we write stories, specifically stories that are not, um, you know, that are from different different communities, different cultures. You know, do we structure that work so that it requires that kind of casting, that kind of you know,
3: foresight into it? Casting is the second step in the process. The first is programming. <laughs> I mean, and, I, and I think that's what drives a lot of the change in the American theatre. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, all of us, I think, these days want to um, you know, cast... Everybody's talking about equity, diversity and inclusion and how to kind of transform theatres, transform cultures. But it all begins with what plays you're putting on. And what's sort of particularly interesting in terms of Hamilton is this remix idea, mm-hmm. that you can take a kind of history that has been seen as very white, you know white people white men and then have those men portrayed by people of color mm-hmm. remixing the history muddying the waters and creating this extraordinary dynamism and and I think you know what, what Hamilton shows is is what happens when you're willing to kind of like break the taboos <laughs> you know and one of the big taboos in casting is well the person needs to represent what they're playing mm. they need to be one like one for one so mm-hmm. and, and sometimes you, I think there's a strong argument for that. But mm-hmm. well, what Hamilton shows is well, let's just abandon all that mm-hmm. and create a space for, for, for creativity, and particularly with historical figures. Like the myth mm-hmm. exists as larger than just the personhood of the person who's,
0: who's playing them. I would say that um, what Hamilton did to the American imagination is that it, it, it sort of shook it up, right? That it, mm-hmm. it said, we can do this and it's commercial. Mm-hmm. And it, it can be a creative and commercial success. But I agree with Jose, right, that that work has been happening way, way before that. The problem of the imagination is who gets to imagine the world. And who has been imagining the world, meaning who has been telling these stories, is changing. Just like you said about programming, the more writers of color, the more directors of color, the more female uh, directors and writers, the more writers or directors with disabilities directing, they're bringing a different sort of imagination to the forefront and saying, actually, the way that I've imagined the world has been completely different than what has been traditional. That's not to say it should be new um, or a surprise. Finally, we're, we're, we're seeing as more water join the river, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's the thing that, that Hamilton... Stood out it. stood as a landmark of that moment, but it's been happening for quite a long time.
1: Yeah,
4: and I think to to some, in some respects, since our recent general election here in the states, not to get too political, but I think a lot of um, people's eyes have been opened to you know what people of color are voicing their opinions, maybe in a different way. That white people of privilege are able to sort of look and go, oh right, like we always. You know, some people always sort of assumed this or that, but yet, like, it's always been happening. It's just that the doors have not so much been open. And so it feels now that we're in a place that's so much more modern to me. You know, when I look at Hamilton, I'm like, that's, it feels fresh, it feels modern. It feels right. It feels like what the world looks like. And so that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. And when I get the question of, what you know, are you, what are you looking for in terms of casting aesthetically, you know, I'm just looking for the world, you know, like you just want a sense of authenticity, to use your word, of um, what's happening in the world, what kind of people are playing, which is everybody, you know, it's just a modern take. And I think that's really exciting. And I think it's really great that they were able to do that. And that, like you said, it was budgetarily uh, a positive thing, because, you know, that's really at the essence of People look at that bottom line, and so if you can make a positive, you know, if you can make money off of that, unfortunately, then the people that are handling that side of it will hopefully push that and help the art the artists. And you know,
2: push I it. I just want to comment on that. It, it, you, again, those are perceptions that were always wrong, and mm-hmm. now they're reinvented mm-hmm. in terms of the financials. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Hamilton is a good example. Black Panther. I mean, no one ever thought that a film could be made with an entire African American cast because it wouldn't make any money. Right. It's amazing. So now, now you know, now people are like, oh, no. we were wrong. Or that a woman yes. couldn't direct a film about a woman superhero because it wouldn't make any money. Well, yeah. oh, that or was wrong too. Amazing. Or crazy rich Asians, right? Yeah. As well. Yes. I think that that's. Yeah. So, so I yeah. think all of this a good kind of intersection because all of these things are also supporting what we have been working on mm-hmm. for yes. so many years but I again I also want to give credit to the mid-level theaters because they have been thinking mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. way for many years yes. there is also a process of educating the audiences that come with the territory I mean many theaters have been doing that for 20 30 years arena much longer of course um, so that they can take that kind of uh, you know, leap. Believe it or not, we still get hate mail at Ford's because how dare you put an African American actor in the role of Scrooge? You know, and mm-hmm, yeah, I mean, we all deal with that kind of, or, yeah. you know. And so, so you know, there's people that are never going to follow that. But you know, I think it is our job to just quote something that you said to to try to reflect who we are as mm-hmm. a, as Americans, as a country. Yeah, uh, I mean, even more country, now than ever. Yeah, and yeah. and you know, it's really interesting. We forget this country was came you know immigrants came you know so it's just like really interesting how we kind of always tend to perhaps demonize is not the right word but we also we don't have a a really understanding of how that other is and the other becomes a a thing of fear or something that we demonized uh, when in fact the other is our neighbor our kids are you know because we are all immigrants in a way so Mm -hmm.
0: and I want to add to that that um in part of this programming conversation right what we program before we even cast Mm -hmm. I think what's exciting is that not all shows have to be devised to have that sort of mixed uh, uh, (laughs) casting process right where you get to see everyone but I think what's important is also that we confront our classics Mm
1: -hmm. with
0: that in mind that's saying like how do we confront it uh, with today's world and and not adapt, but sort of reframe uh, what it's like to put a classic on our stage with uh, what America, the reflection of what America is today. Mm -hmm. right? what does it look like to take a classic musical or a classic, I don't know, Arthur Miller, Mm -hmm. right? And and,
3: and redo that. Part of our culture's studio is uh, um, once, once we've programmed something, and once we've booked like a director for it, you know I call them up, and one of the first things we talk about is uh, diversity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're like, okay, great. So when we're putting together uh, the cast and creative team, we like to be as diverse as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, and and I mean I think the 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 phrase we use is color conscious rather than mm-hmm. color blind because yeah. you gotta mm-hmm. re- you gotta realize that whatever decision you make about representation has political ramifications and is going to create a certain type of dynamic and system in the room. And as long as you're mindful of everything. Um, you, you you could be it it becomes quite easy. Mm-hmm. You're like well, there is no world in which like a certain cast is going to be all white, and particularly if there is no reason for a character to be white.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, if it's not specifically stated that this person, the intent of the writer is that this is a white actor, well then why not? Yeah. Like there's amazing actors out there. You know we're trying to kind of make work that reflects the modern world. We're trying to reach beyond our traditional audiences programming and casting are yep. our two strongest
2: tools That's
1: right.
2: you know it's, it's again it's a very intriguing conversation to have with the writers that wrote this and the state that hold mm-hmm. the rights to writers work that may not be with us today because they may have had a specific intent uh, and if that intent gets hurt by doing something other than what was intended we got to be kind of sensitive to that But, you know, it's really interesting in some of the work that we do, some of it is historical. So we're talking about characters that are actually of history. You know, it's really sometimes hard to cast it different than what is on the page. I am having great conversations with playwrights today because I'm putting them on the spot. Put it on the page <laughs> yeah. yeah the way you want this cast you got to tell me you want a caucasian yeah. actor that is in his 50s you want an african-american woman to do this role you know i just yeah. love that we'll try to support and respect that not that a director may not have other ideas but if we have that that roadmap, it is it makes it much easier for us totally.
4: so. i was having a conversation with friends that are not artists, and they were asking me about what's going on, you know, and, and that made me realize that it is so important, these conversations that we're having, and especially with our artistic directors and um, creative teams, and that this is important work being done right now that could be really instrumental in what's to come in the next wave of our country, and so that it comes with great responsibility. I also really enjoy the conversations I have with actors about this that I've seen change a lot in the last couple of years. They asked me specifically, who is on the creative team? Mm -hmm. Who's the set designer? Are there people of color involved creatively? And I just find that to be so great and so fantastic that those doors are open, not just with the people that are programming or casting, but with artists that are going to be in the room, you know, and they want to make sure that all people are represented if that's appropriate or, you know, but I, I really enjoy the questions and I enjoy the conversation with artists.
2: I, I have to tell you that. I have a couple of local actors that are very well known and they really are asking, you know, about inclusion writers because they mm-hmm. really want to make certain that if at all possible, um, the hiring practices and who's in that room reflects who we are in the country.
1: Jose, you mentioned something that kind of relates to this question. Um, when we talk about casting lead roles in theater, do you find any resistance at all when it comes to this kind of inclusive casting? You, know, you mentioned Scrooge. Some, you know. Um, a- you know again,
2: from the that. audience perspective, you know, I think some of you have, you know, I mean, we're not only storytellers, and what we hope is that we also bring the audience along with us, and and there's a process of education that comes along. Um, again, I find it really interesting when sh- theaters cast, you know, let's not take so much the racial thing, but let's just take that somebody cast a woman in the role of a male. You know, it, it just most people possibly go with it, but there's always going to be people that question it. Uh, and I think that dialogue is a good dialogue to have. Because ultimately, I, as a storyteller, a director, you know, I'd like to really sometimes find someone who said to me, you know, I saw your production. This was fine. This didn't work. How could no one in that room (laughs) told you that? You know, and I love to be challenged that way. That makes me a better artist. Um, In terms of casting, it's just a, you know, it's an amazing thing because we are trying to serve the play you know, serve the our company, our core values, and also work with a director that ultimately is the captain of where we're going, you know. So th- there's a lot that comes into it, and sometimes casting choices are not given, you know, the credit that they're due in that there's a lot that goes into choosing that one actor. Uh, but anyways, I'll just let you finish <laughs> all that, uh, you know. I think there's a power
0: in um, seeing ourselves on the stage yeah right and you know white audiences have been seeing themselves on stage for yeah. for uh, thousands of years but there's something like so striking even about that photograph of Obama mm-hmm. who's bending over and there's a little young black boy who's touching his hair and I have to say that you know when we talk about presidents or even just casting somebody in that seat behind that desk um, there is a power in a sort of audience seeing themselves finally in new ways. And so I am more interested in the conversation of, you know, not, not who are we aggravating by these choices, but what actual doors are we opening mm-hmm. up right. for people's imaginations to, to finally for them to feel I can sit there or I belong here or I can see myself on that stage and I never have. I mm-hmm. mean, um, I think that that has so much more power that outweighs, perhaps, that uh, angry uh, letter that we mm-hmm. might receive, right?
3: Completely. No. And and I mean, one of the so, at studio, we we sometimes do modern classics alongside like new plays, and we recently did Three Sisters, and a few years ago we did Hedda Gabler, and both of them were like diverse casts, and no one talked about it. Like it wasn't mentioned in any of the reviews. It wasn't just didn't come up. And, and I, I see that as a tremendous success. Yes. Mm-hmm. But because because it's like what we're going for sometimes is to make a political point or a political statement. But but really, you know, to to return to my original point about casting, if what we're creating are authentic artistic experiences, then what people are going to be talking about afterwards is what they experienced emotionally
0: mm-hmm.
3: rather than the politics of representation.
0: Yeah
3: you know and and perhaps that speaks to kind of you know how liberal we are in studio or how liberal our audience is um but i I also have a feeling that if we if we handled that wrong that it would be something you know you know like very 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 different because the issues are so personal to people mm-hmm. uh the other thing that that i mean i it feels important to talk about is that when you do cast. Uh, like diverse casts you need to not just change the rehearsal room or the audition room but also the rehearsal room and also like the what the experience is of of running a show uh, in the theater
0: this is me snapping to that yeah (laughs) Uh,
3: and and you know and it's something that that we've had some real growing pains with at studio Mm -hmm. because you know you don't know what you don't know and as you embark on a brave new world all all the all the assumed dynamics that kind of work when it's all kind of people who look the same and talk the same are from similar backgrounds. Suddenly, you've got to become a lot more sensitive to the process by which the whole, like, like um, artistic experience is being built, you mm-hmm. know, kind of like person by person. And, um, and I, I think that's the most exciting thing that's happening. Again, you know, instead of the resistance, the people who are saying no, it's you got to listen to the artists uh, and what is making them comfortable or uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and then like lean into that and try and create environments that are of supportive and inclusive because I think that translates from the stage into the audience
0: I mean I, I find that conversation about not only just the artists that we're casting into these projects right but also the agency that we give them in the process um, the agency that they have in the rehearsal room with the companies they're entering meaning like institutionally right and how we build that support around it right so like yes i think about the casting process but i also think about the artist's ability to say yes or no i want to come work with you Mm -hmm. um am i safe in your space am i going to have a positive experience um yes i have questions about who the playwright is and who the designers are and i think that's so intelligent and smart and i feel like like um we're all getting better at that i hope right about making sure that we are not just casting the people on stage but also casting the people behind the tables mm-hmm. and I think that's such an important conversation too because uh, actors of color people with disabilities transgender actors you know queer artists can't be the only people in the room that are fighting for their
2: voices and and not being supported outside of that mm-hmm. yeah I mean in, in many ways too the these are people that are tremendously smart. They also see right through us and the oh, process. Yeah. If they feel that, oh, you know, I'm the token, this group here, and there's no support <laughs> to support this vision of me being on stage, they can call us on it. And and it's pretty evident to them, not so much sometimes to us, because, you know, that's just the way it is sometimes. And, and
3: when you're called <clears throat> on certain behaviors, you have to listen. Yes. Yeah, and and I think this is this is the current kind of seismic shift in the Mm -hmm. American theater. Is like everybody's got initiatives and everybody's hiding their Mm -hmm. successes, but I think there's a lot of kind of very powerful learning that's going on behind the scenes as Mm -hmm. people are learning to be less defensive in their conversations. And you know, if someone's not happy, take it on the chin and uh, make some changes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because then it reverberates all the way out to whenever you're having that first conversation with the director, which defines so much of the rest of the experience and you say, we are going to cast diverse, you can then back it up, Mm -hmm. you know, not because you're afraid of the angry letter or afraid of, you know, an article calling you out in American Theatre Magazine, (laughs) but because your culture, your mission, your values are calling you to do it in this way because it's, like, aligned and right.
4: Yeah, and then it it perpetuates into a more collaborative uh, experience for everybody just by the nature of all of this, so... Mm -hmm. You know, we end up collaborating with the people that are auditioning for us. Like, even if they don't get the part, you know, it, it becomes a different kind of collaboration. Mm-hmm. And thought processes are opened up in different ways. And there was this interesting article a couple of days ago uh, about New York City Ballet. And uh, one of the principal dancers spearheading this new movement about representation of Asian Americans in theater and also in dance. And how that movement helped to change the way, um, you know, the, the Chinese tea and the nutcracker Are portrayed so Mm -hmm. you know it's really great and this Mm -hmm. is a dancer that in the old days dancers you know didn't have any power to do much of anything so she and uh, a partner came together and made this happen you know and so we're seeing more and more of this everywhere and and I think that's really exciting to know that the person that comes in your room is a collaborator and they're going to have ideas and they're going to have expectations and they're going to have desires and you know we all do and we all need to sort of come together more and be more responsible and Figure out how to uh, perpetuate what's going on in the world in a, in a real sense. And I think that's our responsibility as artists, you know. Really, as we've said before, like now more than ever, it's really important. So it's, it's, it seems to be positive forward momentum.
2: I just want to comment on something that is also very interesting. Um, You know, uh, many theaters for many years, they have worked on diversifying their audiences. And, and, you know, this goes hand in hand with casting. You know, um, to diversify audience, one of the pieces is that you have to really, they have to see themselves on the stage. So, you know, the whole thing kind of works together very interestingly. You cannot diversify an audience if you're not going to tell their stories or cast people that they see themselves in, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's a very interesting thing uh that need goes hand in hand with the whole thing. Matt had mentioned, you know, what's what are what are our choices? What are the projects that make it to those top productions? Uh you know, which also goes hand in hand with that conversation. Uh, but you know, we are at a very uh, interesting and, and and really exciting time in terms of casting. Uh and in a town like D C I would say in the last 12, 15 years, you know, we do, we have become a theater town. It's a miracle, you know, mm-hmm. people planted seeds yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, our our membership, equity membership here is strong and actors are making DC their homes and many other actors in other markets, they love what is happening here and they would love to have a community like this because yeah. we really do support them. And, uh, and that's a wonderful thing. So,
4: yeah. It is a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful theater town. Yes. Um, I'm fairly new to it, but I really appreciate the uh, sense of community here. And um, it's, it's small enough that people really seemingly root for each other, you mm-hmm. know, and, and yet large enough where there's room for everybody. And, um, and all the work that's being done here, I think, is really pretty fantastic. It's pretty great.
0: Yeah, there's about, like, close to a thousand equity actors mm-hmm. in D.C., um, and I just think that the next wave of uh, uh, who, is, who is leading the charge is really exciting to me, right? We have Jose Carasquillo at Ford's Theater. <laughs> we have uh, Maria Goyanes at, at Wooly, Wooly. And, and I'm just excited about what's next for DC. I want to just go back quickly to the conversation of about casting. One of the things that I feel like people don't know about casting is that casting is really about relationship building. And I mean the that in, like, relationship of, of, of artists, right? That really what we do is also we scout. Mm-hmm. We we go see artists in development as they develop their skill sets, right? Um, on stages, throughout the city, throughout the nation. Um, and I think that that's one of the most uh, rewarding things, at least for me, yeah. uh, that people don't know much about, is that, like, your audition is not just happening in the two minutes or five minutes or ten minutes mm-hmm. or 15 minutes in the room. It's also happening in the way that we show up for each other around in the community. You know, the coffee that we get, the, uh, the moment after the show when I say congratulations on a fantastic show, or, or the invitation to come see this or that show. Um, I think it's really... Uh, casting is also about that ongoing relationship between artists and institutions where we are really rooting for lots of actors all the actors because it's not an easy gig Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we know that um but we want to celebrate you throughout it yeah
4: and also just I love being able to be a part of the process of shepherding um and helping to whatever extent I can someone throughout their career and I think what is also unique to DC is that you know when we work at these um, at regional theaters, especially here in DC, I know I'm tasked and fortunate to do many different things at the theater, as we all are. So that means I'm directing a cabaret series with um, some young actors, who I get to see in a completely different element. Mm-hmm. And then you know I just I just cast a young actor in a lead role because I worked with him on a cabaret and I saw a completely different side of him. So as a director, I was able to work with him very closely and. To the, go to the director of the show and say, this guy's perfect for this, mm-hmm. you know, and that's really wonderful to be able to work with people in different capacities artistically, not just uh, being the casting director, but being a director and a choreographer, and uh, we all wear many hats, and, and it really is great in terms of being a casting director because it, it makes me feel like it's a bit more of a holistic experience. You're getting to know artists as opposed to auditions, you know? Mm-hmm. And a big part of that um, is also seeing them in their element out and uh, around town there's so many wonderful theaters small and large and everything in between so um, it's a great way to get to know people and to be able to follow them throughout their career
2: yeah and their their work I mean <clears throat> is, is tra- I call that tracking you know it's um just to track somebody's work just to you know because our spaces are all very different sometimes you see an actor in a smaller space and you know the work is completely different than it would be in a larger space so sure. so in some sense to see that kind of intimacy and, and get to know an actor and as they perform in all of the theaters it builds uh, a tremendous body of work which a lot of our actors are and that's just wonderful to be part of that and be supportive of, of that of that process for them So,
0: One last thing I do want to say yeah. is um, how important kindness is mm. throughout all this process right? Mm-hmm. and Absolutely. Um, I think uh, it's it's one of the most important things is I don't want to even want to call it your reputation. It's really that you are someone and that we all strive to be people that we want to share eight hours a day with, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And that, that we are going to be um, in community as part of this tribe together in a very healthy um, and productive way. And I think kindness matches and is just as important as skill.
1: Oh,
4: yeah? Yeah. Yeah, and that's what perpetuates your career, right? Is that you want to be in the room with this person. So I want them in the room, you know, because they're going to add a lot. They're a tremendous actor. But beyond that, they're going to add a lot in terms of their kindness and their warmth and generosity and collaboration. And that's Mm -hmm. who you want in the room, hands down. That person's going to work time and time again.
2: Yeah, and, you know, it's really interesting because, for example, at Ford's, um, the director of the organization, Paul Tietro, and also the deputy director, Kristen Fox, they have longstanding relationship to the actors of this town. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not like they're um, removed from that day-to-day. And, you know, relationship with them, you know, they go out for coffee, they they go see their shows. So, you know, all of us really are... uh, you know it's part of a community, and it's a community that in many ways has a lot of love and a lot of support and that's really wonderful because I really do believe that that kind of uh genuine kindness toward our people are the people that are storytellers and actors and designers and all of that ultimately is what's building our community i mean th- those are the, the their pillars and their core values to our organizations, but definitely you know an actor that feels loved and supported and is is gonna? It feels like a family member, you know, and they're gonna really give you their very best.
4: Yeah, and they'll thrive. Yes, too. And Absolutely, that's what we aim for as a thriving artistic yeah. community, and that that's when you really see great work.
0: Yeah. On <laughs> kindness, I also want to say that that does not rule out an actor's ability to express when they do not feel safe,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Because so much of our spaces um, sometimes do not make room for people to face a challenging moment mm-hmm. and they want to sort of swallow that moment because they don't want to seem problematic mm-hmm. so I think there's that, that's a fine dance and I and I also venture to say that when people do not feel safe in a space you know, bring that to our attention in a way that that is respectful to all people privately, right? It's like mm-hmm. email the director check in with the stage manager um, you know, one of the things that I think that we at Arena Stage have been trying to lead with is even to check in with people when we hear reports to lead not with accusation but to lead with are you happy and and so I just I just want to put it out there that yes kindness but also there's inherent to this entire process of theater is chaos yeah and that things go wrong and that there is a way to approach your work as a professional with kindness at the forefront as a pillar but also to express how you feel challenged. You guys, thank you so very much for this opportunity. Thank you you
1: This for coming and sitting down with us. We hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation and have a newfound view on what goes on behind the casting table. Thanks Thanks for listening!